Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, happenings, and history of West Seattle intersect. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. In this episode, we'll hear about two new exhibits revisiting stories from our shared local history, and they're both called Spirit Returns 2.0. But first, it's time to look ahead at some events happening in West Seattle over the next couple of weeks of November in a new segment brought to you by our sponsor, West Seattle Blog. The Southwest Seattle Historical Society online auction runs November 2nd to November 5th and includes the coveted opportunity to create your very own flavor of ice cream at Husky Deli, as we covered in our podcast episode earlier this year titled All About Ice Cream. To register and bid on this and other awesome auction items, visit loghousemuseum.org and make sure you check out our ice cream episode too. Battlestar Kalakala brings the funk to Skylark Cafe every first Thursday, including November 4th, starting at 8 p.m. Featuring members of West Seattle Soul and special guests, Battlestar Kalakala continues the tradition of rare funk grooves on West Seattle Island. The Fauntleroy Fine Art and Holiday Gift Show happens November 5th through 7th at the Fauntleroy Church, featuring the work of local artists and crafters. And the West Seattle Art Walk returns, as always, on the second Thursday of the month, and the accompanying Art of Music live performances, which we've also discussed here on the podcast, returns on November 11th as well, and will include an acoustic duo known as My Real Job, doing rock, soul, and blues covers at John L. Scott Real Estate, and and award-winning vocalist Timothy Michaels combining his vocal talents with the sound of pedal steel guitar at West Seattle Grounds. I always thought that instrument was called steel pedal guitar, but you learn something new every day. For further details on these events and more, visit westseattleblog.com. And thanks to West Seattle Blog for being part of our Founders Circle of Sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Always West Seattle, and why wouldn't you? Send an email to keith at madewithbacon.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under the handle Always Podcast. Spirit Returns 2.0, A Duwamish and Settler Story, is a revival exhibit being presented by two West Seattle cultural institutions, the Southwest Seattle Historical Society's Log House Museum and the Duwamish Tribe's Long House and Cultural Center. This 2.0 dual effort is a follow-up to the Spirit Returns exhibit and events from 20 years ago, tied to Seattle's sesquicentennial celebrations, including the Spirit Returns Paddle, which symbolized a return home for the Duwamish people in a journey that culminated at the former site of a Duwamish village where their leader, a man commonly known today as Chief Seattle, lived as a child. That area is now home to the Duwamish Longhouse and Cultural Center, and the Spirit Returns 2.0 offers a chance for the Duwamish tribe to present their stories there, in their own space, on their own terms. This momentous occasion also provided an opportunity for the Log House Museum to re-examine the period when pioneer settlers first interacted with our area's indigenous people and uncover new ways to think about Seattle history. We spoke first with Jolene Haas, director of the Duwamish Longhouse, about how this new Spirit Returns came to be and what it represents for the Duwamish tribe. It's our 20-year anniversary of the first Spirit Returns that was done in partnership with the Loghouse Museum. And at that time, 20 years ago, the Duwamish tribe did not have their own center yet. Right. The museum really opened up 
and had this pioneer in Duwamish story and we supported it and we came and helped them open it and was really also not only talking about um, West Seattle and Seattle history Mm -hmm. for the first settlers and pioneers, but the relationship between them and the Duwamish and that there was a relationship there with Chief Seattle and his people and that relationship continues on and that the Duwamish are still here. The first one was very successful and it was very uplifting. So that was the spirit of that first exhibit. And so 20 years later, we are celebrating it again with a refresh and to celebrate that we can now have this and tell our own story in our own space 20 years later. Let's talk about the spirit returns aspect of this. What does that mean to you? I have always said that it was important to me to explain to the people that the heart of the Duwamish people have always been here, but also in the spirit of helping one another. Like, obviously, I wasn't there, but the way that people explain how Chief Seattle was with some of the first settlers here and first founders of the city of Seattle was that he was trying to make partnerships because he wanted to help his own people. Mm -hmm. I believe he thought having better relationships in those partnerships would be beneficial to the Duwamish people. You know, there was no stopping the progress being made here in the founding of the city of Seattle, the people that were coming here. People always ask us what our point of view is and how we look at how we are part of community, what we say to ourselves and to our partners here and being in community is really just, you know, how do we work together in a good and positive way? And I believe that comes from the heart of our chief and it benefits us to to try to find those partnerships and work in collaboration and not be negative and not try to be adversarial Mm -hmm. and our doors are always open our hands are always open and so i i think that's where the spirit of our people comes from i believe there's so many stories that the pioneers tell and i don't know if they're true or not i want to believe that they're true because what they're saying about our people and helping the first settlers and pioneers here teach them how to survive here in this climate and show them all the resources that were here and how they lived abundantly. That is, I believe, at the heart and the spirit of our people. And when we say spirit returns, I wouldn't say that it went away. What we're saying is we want you to remember the spirit and the heart of our people. So this is now a a two-part exhibit, part at the Duwamish Longhouse and part at the Loghouse Museum run by the Southwest Seattle Historical Society. How would you describe that partnership in developing the Spirit Returns 2.0? They worked really closely with us this whole entire time. The, the, The good part about it is this time we get to tell our own story with our own exhibit items and pick those out and get to orchestrate what we want to tell over here and I think when we were talking when I told them the same thing about what I think spirit returns means to us we really wanted to stay within that theme of partnerships and collaboration and they didn't really want to go back to a pioneer story of the first pioneers but more about relationships right and I think the strongest documented relationship CL had was to Doc Maynard. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to really highlight his letters and some of the dialogue and narratives that, that was saved 
and in the historical record about what he had seen and observed in his relationship to the people. That's our connection, mm-hmm. and they let us do our thing, and we support what they're doing, and we will always support the relationship we have with one another because they were so gracious and open and lifting us up at a time where we had nothing to exhibit for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And they made all those connections with the museum. I think it was the Burke and Mohai and other folks. And so they really helped it bring it together the first time. And now this time we get to bring it. And so we're just excited for what it's going to look like. One of the things that, that was most touching to us 20 years ago was the fact that they got permission to exhibit Chief Seattle's hat there at the Lock House Museum. And this year, we are now in possession of that hat. And oh, that great. hat has come home to the Duwamish. Has anything been particularly surprising to you in your research or the things that you've collected? A lot of things that's surprising to me is people don't even realize that they don't have to take their objects, things that they've collected that are very special, they've found, that they know are CL history, to the Burke Museum. That they can just give it. If they own it, they can give it to us, and a lot of people do. So they found some really great things. They have basket collections and Puget Salish things that they maybe have collected. They've been handed down in different families, and they just don't know what to do with them now, and they're giving them to us, so that's really special. Yeah. So we've we've obtained a lot of objects that, that we wouldn't ordinarily been able to have. Are you finding yourself in this surprising situation? It's a give back. Yeah, give back situation. (laughs) (laughs) And having to manage all this stuff, right? It is a big uh, undertaking. And we have done our homework and we have put the work into advancing some of our systems here and our collection storage and our data collection systems. And we work with the UW Department of Museology and had some interns here. So we've gotten lots of help too from the Snoqualmie tribe and the way that they manage their collections. And yeah, it's a big deal. It's growing. It's causing us to really take this collection housing part of what we do here very seriously. We only have a very small space, so it's been a challenge, right. but it's a good challenge to have, and it's a good problem to have, <laughs> but that's been cool. And this might be the start of a lot more of this kind of thing for you. Yeah, and I think, and I really just think it's the spirit providence that this is actually happening, because i got to tell you, the sad history before this tribe is that some of the artifacts that we were housing here in our first collection were taken away from us. And that was directly tied to our federal status. And I just don't think that that's fair and that's good. And so I feel like in a twist of fate, it seems like the doors were open and people just started bringing some of their collection items here. I think it's really cool. Yeah. How would you say this exhibit reflects the overall mission of the Duwamish Longhouse? Our mission is to promote the cultural, economic, educational, and political survival of the Duwamish tribe. That is our mission. So one way we can do that educationally and culturally is by having this exhibit to continue to provide cultural resources and education for the community to come in and learn about our history, decide for themselves without all the negativity about what we're doing here. We are 
Duwamish. We are the Duwamish tribe and that we're here to share that with the community mm-hmm. and be part of the community. So that directly falls within our mission. I think it's fascinating to both revisit these stories and this shared history and to mm-hmm. finally see the Duwamish side of it be told by Duwamish people. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited too. We also spoke with Log House Museum curator Maggie Case about the new perspectives of Spirit Returns 2.0 being presented in the current exhibit. How different is the 2.0 exhibit compared to what was presented previously? I would say it's pretty different. From the Duwamish side, their exhibit concept is a little bit different than what what we're working on at the Historical Society. So Mm -hmm. they're really working on celebrating their own culture and their fact that they are still here as an active living culture. So that's definitely different than the interpretation that was around their history from the 2001 version, which was very much, I think, a sort of outpouring of facts about what did happen in the 1850s. Their side of the exhibit, from what I understand, is much more contemporary. And then from our perspective, the amount of history we're trying to cover is significantly less. We're really focusing on those first 10 years of the relationship. And then simultaneously, we're really focusing in on four families that were really prominent. So we're really diving into Arthur Denny and the Denny family, Doc Maynard and his wife, uh, Carson Boren and his family, as well as John Lowe and his family. So it's in many ways a much more personal micro look at the effects of settler culture on this area using Mm -hmm. these four very prominent families whose names we now see all over Seattle as that jumping off point. Also simultaneously, I think sort of knocking them down a peg in some ways to say, Mm. these are the names we see all over Seattle. And they've been in many ways mythologized, in my opinion. But Mm -hmm. in actuality, these were four people who had very real human motivations for wanting to come to this area to begin with, working under a certain set of societal and cultural expectations and taking that juxtaposition of saying, okay, this is what society had taught these four groups of people who came out here. This is what was expected of them when they arrived. This was how the four of them reacted upon arriving Mm-hmm. within that set of cultural expectations. Gotcha. And so the Log House Museum is presenting the stories of the settlers and the Duwamish people are now telling their story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was really important during this collaboration was making sure that we were never speaking for the tribe on this point, mm-hmm. because with their permission, we've done that already in 2001. Right. And now it was their chance to continue to tell their own story in their own space. How does Spirit Returns 2.0 reflect the mission of the Southwest Seattle Historical Society, past, present, and future, I guess? I think that our mission is to preserve history, to advocate for history, and to educate about history. And I think that's something that's really important for us is to constantly be expanding whose history we're engaging with and whose history that we're talking about. And additionally, I think that reinterpreting history is a really important part of that mission. Just because you've told a story once doesn't mean that you are at liberty to stop engaging with that story. I think that there's been some really important updates to the Spirit Returns in the past 20 years. In terms of questioning, I think some of 
non-Native people's preconceived notions about what settler culture is. And also my hope is that it makes you think about how those attitudes reflect in our society and culture today and mm -hmm. turn an internal look on ourselves as well as to how these values still are or can be rampant in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really integral to the mission of what we do as a historical society. So come down to the museum. We're displaying some of Doc Maynard's letters in person for the first time ever. And we've got a lot of surprises in store for you all. How's his handwriting? Terrible. Oh my gosh, it's awful. <laughs> it's beautiful to look at, but it's yeah. indecipherable. <laughs> well, I'll bring my reading glasses. Spirit Returns 2.0 runs through April 2022 at the Loghouse Museum and indefinitely at the Duwamish Longhouse. And it's free to visit at both locations. For more information, visit duwamishtribe.org and loghousemuseum.org. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Always West Seattle is a Made with Bacon production, all rights reserved. Interviews have been edited for brevity and clarity. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.